Sarah. That message was next man to God. We have no Kuvanot, but we have Kishinah. We don't have Kuvanot, but we have Kuvanot for that. All of these are the new bridges that we have to create. Perhaps what they analogize is that now you have your own. Then you have your own that. Now you have to create whatever you can create on your own to serve the bridge between the individual person and something else. But then you have an automatic grid. Oh, and it's all drink. No problem. They got to go to the So there are those who are more or less successful in building that bridge. There are many who are not ahead of the bridge. They will not be able to build a bridge. And they'll be left with an impenetrable darkness that never posed for their own Others will succeed. They can be left. The property they can be left. The property they can move around. The property they can move around. The property they Exactly. The symbol of the Amgad is much more than that. It was there. The Lord God calls to man. Now one has to draw God out from this darkness in whatever one, however one is able to do so. Yeah. Good question. Very good question. It would seem to be not like that. If one were to go through the Tukibah of Shalom Walk, Chapter 8 of the last hour. What he's asking for over there in that Sirah is that God should always be present to the prayers of B'nai Israel. Not only B'nai Israel, the Gamma Nobri, Asher, Gunida Ukha, even the non Jew doesn't know who you are. Ubarakai, he comes to you in his house, this temple over here, Bishamata, listen to his Sirah as well. So it almost seems to be that the Ravadash was an instant communication, instant avenue of communication for the Jew and non-Jew alike. And he goes even further by saying that if the Jewish people are exiled, I want to pray in exile and they'll go to Tzitzvah will come So it seems to me that only one would have gone there felt that avenue of communication always present. So it was something that was theologically, spiritually of the greatest importance. Yes, right. I don't think that the success of the Middle East and the success of 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 the 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 and the rabbi definitely has the second one. They successfully focus what Judaism should be. Uh, <coughs> they don't even know what it was like to have it. I would, I do, I agree, but I would say I'm not sure if the rabbi succeeded yet. Of us, and we would not be here today. Because life would be meaningless. We wouldn't have Hashem, it would 
So what? Well, so what? So to that degree, the rabbis have, of course, been successful in, in teaching us how to work our own goodness through our first life. That's true. But then when one thinks about what the intermaxists are, what the civilizations are, that two and a half million Jews don't know the way to write a work check. That's two and a half million. And there are 70,000 Jews in France, 80 percent with intermarriage. And 40,000 Jews in Argentina, where it's 80 percent intermarriage. And even in Israel, how many Jews know the address to heaven? Very few. So it seems that we're almost, the result, it was successful in Galut, but I'm not sure if we're approaching the mission return to this point, where there, there are a tremendous number of people learning, and that's wonderful, but is that really bringing Mashiach closer? Is that really the, the, the angle? That's the answer. What's going to get, make us open this together? So I think the point is very well taken. It's very true that the rabbis were refocused and successful. We're here. The patient is alive. But are we terminally ill? Right now we're alive. There's no doubt. Right? I'm reading. I'm here. This second. I can testify to that. I, I, I think that's what I am. I'm here before I, I survive. But on the other side of that coin, who is, who is so sure that their children or grandchildren will not get to marry? The circularity is less of an issue. Well, I'm not sure about you also. Certainly, the Ashkenazi community is a very practicing statistic out there that they have to be concerned about, no doubt. And even in Israel, wanted to be concerned. Not because of intermarriage, very few married Arabs. There is a sense of it, five or ten percent married Arabs, whatever it may be, but certainly the assimilation where they're, the very beingness in Israel is what tells them that they, need, they don't have to be connected to what it will which may in fact bring about the day to that's Galut. Why? Because they've taken religious identity and they substitute for the Ma'asehan Mitzvah. They feel in a reverse, almost perverse sort of way, they really feel that his cube of this world is being in Israel. I'm in Israel and nothing else. And of course we know that you need much more than simply being in Israel. It's good, it's a good step up. But the Israeli has unfortunately almost retrograded the Mashiach by virtue of defining identity as religion. <coughs> has to be done. And that's true of, of a large percentage of Israelis. A large percentage. The percentage varies, but it's a very large percentage where they've taken a religious identity <coughs> question and they've turned it simply into substitute form and form. So that's the fear that one has. A very, very serious fear that one has to have. And that their focus is all part of it. Right. It's another thing that the feeling and the emotions and generally the same then and now because then if you look at the people that lived in the country they were not great people also today we're not great people but there is some sort of uh, I mean there's no great difference so we don't see a great difference between the college that and now but there are and both times they were doing great people so the two so that's true, again, my answer is the same, that we've successfully, the rabbis have successfully transferred the, the object of the object of worship. Well, then we live in the doctor to provide the actual you had the communication of those fantastic. Now we've done something else, and we're open, it's good. But my fear is 
and as I was in one expressed before, my great fear is that the same way that the Benedictus was paganized, what did that mean? The symbol became an item of worship. What did that mean? That people felt just simply come to Benedictus and you're saved. Nitzamah, all of you in the out. In Zion. That they believed that the Benedictus, rather than being a bridge to Borel Rab, what did it become? The end, the destination. The bridge became that which to something else, but then we come to the bridge and you're all free. That was it. Now, what's analogous to today? If one takes a Nisvan and he makes it into a Avodazara, if one becomes so wrapped up in his Nisvan Mahasiyot, he doesn't see the broader picture. He doesn't see that the Nisvan is a bridge to Borei Olam. What's an interesting, a trivial, interesting example of that? Perhaps trivial example of that would be that the guys in Shiur, this always offended me, and I was always sure again, I'm glad to there, the guys that had the hugest stacks of Gemarot and Arm and everything else would push you through down the stairs or to get to the Shiur to the first row for a seat. And he missed the point. These guys won't give everything else, but he just throws everybody on the side. He doesn't care one way or the other. He's become, and I, I think I've seen that so often where those, they miss the focal point. Almost like the Sitra in the Vaikha said, my life will be other position model. I wish these guys would forget about me and all this learning and it be focused on the human elements that are involved. If you just threw the old lady across the street, who cares? Who cares? The focus of the purpose of the sport is to refine the character. And after do I know whose character is not refined by all their learning. But rather learning became the other guy himself. That's what happens no matter what. Example, you have a wife and children at home. There isn't a sport world that wants to be sensitive to one's wife's needs, her children's needs. But you ignore those things. Who cares about that? What's more important? Open the book. Is that what I really want? Where the wife is screaming for attention and breaking on divorce because she doesn't have a husband who pays any attention to it whatsoever because it's only in the book. And that person perverted the thrust of Quran. Quran wants to make you more sensitive, more understanding, wants to make you into a better human being. Not into a worse human being. What about people who throw stones at other Jews that we heard of, that we see in Israel as well? Is that what is that what Quran wants? Quran makes you such a such a fanatic about what you care about that your only answer to somebody who doesn't agree with you is to throw a stone at that person. So they've taken the religious forms and absolutized them into that which makes it less of what Hashem wants. <coughs> Almost one last point. It's the height of religious perversion, which is not, we're not there yet, I hope, I think. But the height of religious perversion is when you now said the end of the when the Jews would bring child sacrifice. The Jews, what's the name of the place? Geminah. Enam was the valley of Nekotinam who allowed his valley to be used to child sacrifice. Right? At the end of the video, if you look at the end of the exact list of the Supreme, he tells you over there, Hashem Lord Sibiki. Now what does that mean? That means that the Jews at that time believed that the Lord's Father actually wanted child sacrifice. So they took God's Torah and they perverted it into Abdazarahu and they said he wanted child sacrifice. He's a holy people. They're giving God what he wants. 
once a Jew has got that point of conversion, by taking an idolatrous form and saying God wants this, and sincerely believing it, you don't have any hope. So the more children you sacrifice, the holier you are, the better you are. That's why the Amadashi was destroyed. When you take a religious form and you absolutize it, when you say the Amadashi is the be all and end all, is what the be all and all of knowledge, only a bridge. It's a bridge to the other side. If you don't get to the other side, what's the point? The Jews of that period of time are condemned by Amos with regard to the northern tribes and by Shayao and others with regard to the southern tribes and Yom, southern tribes that they absolutize the form and rather than see them as a means of bridging the gap between a man and a person of food, they use the form itself to absolutize. So it is. It becomes the absolutist form and your own free. That's not what it's about. I'm sorry? If I take the point that Hashem didn't really want to date any gosh because he was happy with going around with uh, uh if I take that position and here I have two two basic two two by that ended up being destroyed because the people couldn't handle it. Which is Hashem was right. Well, right. Which means Hashem was right all along. So why you been the the Ramadan set up a system that the certainty is worth the two thousand so why bother waiting for a third one? Because what, what's to stop? If that's not Hashem's ideal, right? What's to stop? What's to stop it from happening the third time also? And even going back, if the Beit Hamikdash became such an abuse or misuse of Hashem's meaning, and we recognize that's very detrimental to the Jewish spiritual being, why lament it, it being destroyed in the first place? <laughs> I would say that I think the point's very well taken, but I think the answer is twofold. And one is that the first one who created the world is the X factor. The X factor is us, human beings. The first one willing to work with us, but I share wherever we are at. And at a certain point in time, why does Borei Olam, even after that he says, I'll finish it with Aladim. I am one of the fantastic cows. Beautiful, wonderful. Hashem to create the owner, why is he the owner? I'm going to build up something nice, right? And that time Hanadim agrees, crosses the last man. Call Hashem to Hashem. The time tells study, it's going to try. By he, by the night, I that night, he's stricken by this notion, Hashem says, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. But nevertheless, how does the end that the first part of who is working to work with the human X factor in ultimately bringing the world to that state of perfection? So there's a human need. There's a human need for a bad attack, the first part willing to work on that. Along the lines of what is the word of Tehrin, Meaning what? The first part of numerous places in Nabi says, I didn't ask the word by the way. In reality, say, I'll quote, Say this. I didn't ask before my Lord. It's not what I want. Of course, a lot of questions are asked in terms of many of this work. But Hashem says that in the outset, I didn't ask before my Lord. And certainly Yishayel says it's the most powerful. You have that be that Your hands are full of blood. You brought the Korban and you pull the blood. You just commit the Lord and say, it's sound, therefore I'm okay. So there's a beautiful Korban as well. So why Korban? The human need. There, that factor of human need plays a role in the Hashem human. Interact. Now, let's go one step further. 
Since they need a bit of a dash, the rest of us willing to leave on a fail. People needed to feel close. Even according to some, the Mishkan itself only came about for some commentators that what the Mishkan about as a result We need something. We need a something. Human beings need a something to follow. Right? New Testament. No. They need the word Testament. Right. They're, 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 they
one cannot really come to a conclusion about that. So just wait a couple more seconds until my chef comes until someone starts going to do this for the first time as well. Okay, let me come back to our issue over here. We only have a few more minutes.
it's interesting how some of you may recall going back to the seventy-three war was a year older. He was not a practicing Jew, but one seems to have a very deep Jewish consciousness and awareness. Says that head of headline, I have the article still. All of the world wants the Jews dead. This to come from a secular Jewish writer. I don't know how Jewish she is, but she was appalled how, if you were in chapter 67, how the whole world is clapping now that hundreds of 40 million Arabs surrounding the two and a half million Jews. She felt in her gut that really the bottom line is nobody really cares about the Jews and whether or not Jesus and lives. Where does this come from? Why is it still okay? Soccer. No less of an authority than soccer. Again, he was a Borsi, an atheist. He also was amazed at the phenomenon of anti-Semitism, and wrote one of, I think, his best works, one of his classic works on anti-Semite and Jew. Try to understand this existence of this disease of mankind, the hate of the Jew. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the reasons that Mishnah wrote the source, all 143 pages of it, who is Mishnah? He's not a Jew, he's a Southern Baptist, he's going down south, I don't know if he's a religious person or not, but he spent eight, nine years of his life researching about the Jews. And it's so, I don't know how many millions of copies, 10, 15, 20 millions of copies, still in existence, something maybe 30 years ago. Trying to understand the phenomenon of the Jew. Why is the Jew such, a, such an item of hatred. He writes, he writes, he writes, he writes. Mark Twain, you know, in a very famous passage, tries to understand why does the world hate the Jews. So Rachel brings all back to the Qurban. And you'll note also that Yahweh as well talks about the non-Jewish reaction to the Qurban. They laugh at her angles and end up getting out of it. They heard that I am in pain. They should comfort me. They should comfort me. What was the reaction they heard of all the parts that I was going? What's the next word? Extreme joy and happiness. One day you did it. And almost it is a quasi indictment of Hashem. You made the pagan happy. You set back the core that we that we against we in the world. We are destroyed, devastated. They're happy. What did you gain, Hashem? Atatita. And we pray for them to experience the same suffering. Let their evil, their joy, our punishment come before you. It seems to be that anti-Semitism is a very, still a very powerful force, force in the world. Obviously, interestingly, that same point can be made with God, God, God. 
what's the net result? The less destroyed, so we know. It's not just natural, but we've tried to create. Is now taking a step back, or do you sort of have a duck? But what's Hashem's answer? It has to be. Because you perverted the message to such a way that we there's no hope for these people anymore. Whether it's Avgazara, whether it's child sacrifice for Shem Shamayim, whether it's Matrina. Once you violate the covenant, you will convert the message to such a great degree that no longer can my name be associated with you. And therefore, it has to be destroyed. Go with me taking a step backwards in terms of how others perceive us. So, one of the major themes throughout the Kinoth and is how the non Jewish world perceives us and how we can react to their perception of us. Okay, let us down for a little bit of time. We hope that all this will be to bring my chef one step closer.